When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney, and I'm super passionate about moving and thinking. On this show, we are going to dive into all things health, fitness, personal development, lifestyle, and political sociocultural. I've always been fascinated by people, and I love learning from the experiences and stories of others. This has been a treat for me, and I hope this is enjoyable and useful for you. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or any way that I can make this a better experience for you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Hello, welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I am here today with Mike Sharman. He was here before explaining to us how HealthShare works. He does legal counsel for them. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's a beautiful day down here in Virginia. Awesome. Yeah, it's actually a really nice sunny day here. It's, it's, the weather's gotten pretty cold, though. <laughs> it turned pretty quickly. So, yeah. So today we were going to talk a little bit about something that I know is pretty weighing heavy, pretty heavily on most people's minds, uh, how much the inflation has impacted people. And it, hopefully you're going to talk to us about how, some ways that we can possibly offset that using HealthShare. Sure. Well, thank you so much, Courtney, for, <laughs> for having me on. And you know, I, I'm the chief legal counsel for Share Healthcare, which is a, a medical co-op. You can think of it that way or think of it like passing the plate across the nation and across denominations. Mm-hmm. So it's an affordable way for people to be able to uh, help their budget, but also exercise their faith and take care of healthcare expenses at the same time. So as you mentioned, inflation... Uh, is, is a huge issue right now for a lot of people. It's It had gotten a lot of play in the news maybe back in August and July, okay. a little bit in September, and then it was really downplayed leading up to the midterms. But sure. it, that hasn't changed what happens to people <laughs> when they go to the grocery store or the gas pump. You know, oh, yeah. The, the actual number that we're told are, is our inflation is 8.2% or, or 8.5, given you know which month it is. Right. Which sounds like, okay, well, that's not too horrible. But when you think of it, that's exactly one month's income. Yeah. If yeah. You're, you know, say that your uh, cost of living was 100% of your income and expenses last year. Right. Well, right now, then your buying power is 82 to 8.5% less. And one twelfth of the year is 8.3. So We've lost a month of our wage, a month of our buying power, but it's even more than that. There's this, uh, and how do I know that? Well, because the Treasury Department um, has this thing called an inflation bond. It's an I bond that a lot of people purchase. You can buy it in one thousand dollars up to ten thousand, and the way it works is it's trying to protect you against inflation. Mm-hmm. So you buy this I bond from the Treasury Department. And they give you an interest, the amount that they say is the uh, amount of inflation. So what is that amount that they're giving right now? 9.62%. So that's what they say is inflation. Wow. Right. So that's more than a month's income. Yeah. So what are folks going to do? I mean, they they have fixed incomes. It doesn't matter whether you're 50000 a year or 150000 a year. People tend to live their budget. Right. Of course. Yeah. Um, and so the more they make, pay- the more expenses they seem to have. So, right. yeah. Right. Or the you're, higher you're, the expenses. You still have yeah. your house payment to make. You still have the, the car payments. It still uh, takes you gas to get from point A to point B. So if you're losing more than a month's income, more right. than a month's buying power, you're going to, something has to cut. And what so often people find to be the um, discretionary item that they can cut is their health insurance. Or what they pay for for healthcare. Sure. So, um, with Share Healthcare, we have um, three 
platforms of freedom, let's say, that a tripod of, of freedom that we're, we're on. And that's medical freedom, financial freedom, and religious freedom. And kind of the, the big point today that we're talking about is that inflation, that financial freedom. How does sure. it give you financial freedom? Because for a single, our monthly amount of, of sharing is $149. For a couple, it's $249. For a family of four, it's $349. And then $50 for every uh, family member after that. So that's extremely affordable. It's 80% less than what is the expense, the average expense across the nation for an employer-provided health insurance. Hmm. How can we do it that uh, inexpensively? Right. Because we're not insurance. We really are a cooperative effort of people who are voluntarily sharing, who are trying to, you know, they're generally healthy people who are trying to live in accordance with the Bible. Um, might be a good time to mention, like, what is a healthcare sharing? Yeah, ministry? yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is a ministry, and we're Share Healthcare, for example, is a five hundred one c three. We're a nonprofit. Uh, we're we're based here in Virginia, which is one of the thirty two states that has a what we call it a safe harbor uh, on healthcare sharing laws, and they exempt us entirely from insurance. The Affordable Care Act, mm-hmm. uh, otherwise known, you know, Obamacare. Also has an exemption for healthcare sharing ministries. And it says each one of those laws say that we need to be a 501c3, a nonprofit, do an annual audit, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And we have to have members of the same religion in it who share in accordance with their religion. Right. So both by preference as well as what the law tells us, we're a Christian organization. Mm-hmm. And our members are Christians who share, try to share and try to live as best as possible you know, in our human flawed stumbling way, uh, mm-hmm. according to scripture. So because of that, we just tend to have less disease. We tend to have less accidents. Uh, we do die. I mean, rain falls <laughs> on the just and the unjust. Um, but amazingly, even, you know, academic studies show we have, as the Bible tells us, less problems than others. Even when we die, our period of dying is shorter than others, even though on the average, we live seven years longer the non-Christians. So there's just, you know, fun facts for Christians there. Can you expound on that a little bit? Like, do you know why that is? What, what is it about uh, living in accordance to those uh, principles that uh, increases the lifespan and quality health? Well, um, the simple answer is God Mm -hmm. told us so. (laughs) Okay. If we we want to get into the um, academic and scientific reasons, one huge reason is we have less stress. That makes you know, sense. I don't know about you, Courtney, but when things mm-hmm. are really just riding up on my shoulders, mm-hmm. I just say, okay, Lord, you said you're going to take all my burdens on you. This is one I need you to take. And even though I still have that problem, I don't sure. think stressed about it. Right. And stress is the main determinant of almost every single disease. It's an accelerant for cancer, on and on and on and on and on. Stress is a very bad thing for humans. Sure. And, and, uh, you know, when we think of what do the angels We need a little bit of it, but yeah, but humans tend to incur past that healthy threshold. We need a little bit of tension that helps challenge us. Exactly, yeah. Stress is, it's like um, being concerned about something is good. Being anxious about something is bad. Right. Having tension in our life is good. Having stress is bad. So sure. how do we manage that? Well, because we have Christ living in us and he says he's going to be with us. We're coming up on Christmas here in a little while. And we have his Christmas name, Emmanuel, God who is with us. And remember when the angels were there proclaiming that, do not fear. Right. Peace on earth. So all those cliches that we hear and hear Linus mm-hmm. on Charlie Brown's Christmas tell us, right. um, they are true and they come out in a practical way. Not, um, we don't just have to theorize with our friends and family and neighbors about, about Christ and his reality. We can demonstrate it in our lives. And share healthcare and its, its affordability is, is one of those ways that we can do that in a practical way. Chatting across the uh, fences is we're hanging our lights and they're hanging their lights. Well, why, what are you going to do this year about healthcare? You know, we got to open enrollment coming up and man, it seems like prices going up. Well, you know, for our family, we're, we're, um, three 99 because we're a family of five. 
know, three forty nine for a family of four plus fifty dollars, and now uh, that's it. We're we're pretty good. Wow, how do you do that? Well, I belong to these Christians, and how does it say that low? Well, because we try to live according to Scripture, and you know, God's blessing us. So another reason for affordability, um, because we are allowed to, we're, we're exempt from the law, so we can share as we see appropriate according to the Bible. We don't share in abortions. We don't share in abortive patients. We don't share in, in any of the gender disrupting things, you know, changing um, Barbie to Billy and so on. Um, and so that saves quite a lot of money. Sure. Uh, Those are not cheap. Right. Now, I'm a teetotaler, but Christ wasn't, or at least it didn't seem like it from what he did on earth. But the scripture does definitely tells us all things in moderation and, you know, drink, but don't be a drunkard, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Yes, one can uh, have alcohol and be a member of, of share healthcare, but we say in moderation. Mm-hmm. Um, can't have any tobacco use. You know, our, our body is a temple, we believe. So we ought to believe God when he says that. You know, I, I was just reading in Deuteronomy today, the last chapter, when, when God's telling Moses, okay, you don't get to go into the promised land because you did not believe me when I told you I wanted you to acknowledge me, when, you, when I told you to strike the rock, get the water out, Moses wanted to do it on his own and get credit for it on his own. He didn't believe God. And so because of that, he had a great life. He was, we're going to see him in heaven, but he didn't get to have that promised land. And so for us, we've got all these opportunities that God gives us, all this, this graciousness that's out there, all this protection. Do we believe him? When he tells us to do these things, um, so it, <clears throat> that's not um, legalism; it's protectionism. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody can be a Christian and drink and smoke, but they're going to naturally have consequences because of that. Mm-hmm. And God doesn't want that for them, so He puts up not a red light because He yielded free will to us. Right, right. But He's put up caution lights all over the place, saying, "You know, mm-hmm. I don't want you to crash and burn." So watch out here. Mm -hmm. And anyway, collectively, because we're Christians trying to do that on the whole, we try to do that. It stays pretty affordable. Um, And so we're, we're able to deal with these things that are hitting us with inflation. Wow. That's fascinating. That that's really interesting how you um, use the Bible to advise the, uh, along with the, what this research shows you know, is uh, beneficial for uh, health. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's really, that's incredible to see that alignment. Yeah. The, the um, issue of prayer is huge mm-hmm. also. And it's been very interesting looking at studies. You know, I, I just enjoy doing it. I've been looking at the, the studies mm-hmm. on religion and health and prayer mm-hmm. and health for you know, 30, 40 years. So um, one of my favorite studies was one that they did a, a, double blind study, I think would be the right way of phrasing it, that they told this group of people, okay, there's somebody on the other side that has a problem and we want you to pray for them. Mm -hmm. And then they had the person on this side, not know it. And so they had, you know, the study group and the placebo Mm -hmm. group, some people, there wasn't anybody there, right? The group and, and then others, the person was there, but had nobody praying for them. Okay. Guess which ones healed faster? The ones that had somebody praying for them. Right. Yeah. And then there was a follow-up study to that, which is one of my favorites, where mm-hmm. they intentionally cut uh, a person's hand, did a, you know, a cut on their hand, and had them put their hand literally through a hole in the wall, and had okay. people on the other side praying for them. <laughs> okay. And the ones that were prayed for, that cut healed faster than the others. Wow. I know. And we're, we're, you're doing the same thing I did when I was first reading this is, mm-hmm. oh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, how amazing is it that we have this tool mm-hmm. that can send signals all around the world and you don't right. see them going out. Right. Right. And I get people's pictures right here and that yeah. you and I are talking on this appliance here. I see you in right. your office. Here I am in my office. And we don't think that that's amazing, but we think it's amazing that we can talk to the God of the universe and he actually answers in practical ways. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, definitely, you know, if you're someone who believes and this makes a lot of sense, but even for non-believers, there's a lot of uh, uh, scientific research with uh, quantum physics that indicates, uh-huh. you know, it's the power of that collective energy, right. uh, which is what prayer is. So, right. And, and yeah. who's the inventor of quantum physics? Well, that that would be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I'm just, you know, expressing that for for those who are, sure. you know, who may not have uh, had the same faith that, you know, it's 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 not un- it's it's not unfathomable. We we have scientific evidence to prove that this works. So right, and it, it's you know, I was a um, I don't know if you'd say agnostic or atheist or mm-hmm. just flat out cynic until I was in my thirties. <laughs> Okay. And uh, had a, you know, a personal experience with God, Mm -hmm. which got me to just thinking, okay, all these things that I had thought and that I had a a formulated philosophy for before. Sure. Obviously, now that I've had this this experience with God, it it doesn't pan out. So let me look back at things, Mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons I started looking at those studies. But it's just fun. You know, we can yeah. we can have good dialogue with people who are on whatever spectrum of faith they're on. You know, sure. if we're talking to a fellow believer, great. We can share and have fun talking about it. If we're talking to somebody who's like, I, I don't know, you know, I, I believe in God, but I don't think he's really, you know, worried about me right here. Or mm-hmm. somebody who says, oh, and I'm, no, I'm, I don't believe in God at all. He offended me, which is my favorite. You know, an atheist who's mad at God which is why he's an atheist, which is right. something that's not there. You, you know, but anyway, that one doesn't make much sense. <laughs> so one of the big purposes of share healthcare is for us to be able to have um, a practical way of worshiping together. If we, for those who are in share healthcare, you know, that mm-hmm. our sharing is a worship um, and then seeing what he's doing that helps build our faith. But it also, as I mentioned before, helps us talk to the onlooking world. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, well, how's this work? What do you what do you do? Right. And then the how it works uh, department. Do you want me to chat about how what the mechanics of shell? Yeah, shell please. Are? Yeah. So one of the well, in, in healthcare, basically, the two things that are the most important are access and cost. Right. You sure. want to be able to access healthcare. You want to be able to go to a healthcare provider. Right. And you want it to be affordable. So sure. we already talked about the affordability aspect. But access is if you're a member of Share Healthcare, you can go to any licensed medical professional you want in the world. Why is that? Because we're not insurance. We're not a PPO, you know, a, a plan provider, a network, or anything like that. We're we're just people trying to help one another. Mm-hmm. And because we have a whole lot less bureaucracy in doing that, right. we want to give you the medical freedom of going anywhere that you want, mm-hmm. as long as it's a licensed medical professional, you know, an MD, a DO, an MP, et cetera. And that doctor gets to give mm-hmm. you the care that he thinks is appropriate for you. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not a government dictating to him what type of care it is. We're not an insurance company dictating to him what type of care it is. If during the COVID period, he thought hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin was appropriate, he could. If he Uh thought some other regimen was better for you and you agreed to, he can. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, If there's a type of care that's being implemented uh, successfully in another country, then why should we stop you from being able to do that? And since healthcare in other nations is much more affordable, we'll often, you got to call us to head on these things, but uh, we'll probably pay for your airfare and hotel while you're there because it saves us collectively so much more because of that difference in price in healthcare. Wait, it saves you to pay for someone's hotel and airfare? Right. So um, let's use India as an example. Uh-huh. India is a big medical tourism nation. Right. And their doctors that are in the medical tourism business, so to speak, are mm-hmm. British trained or American trained doctors. Right. And they do hip replacement might be 50 to 80,000 here, 5,000 to 8,000 there. Wow. Okay. Right. Yeah. And you're, you're getting it from a doctor who's trained just the same. Sure. And they know people are reticent. Why would I go to India for a hip replacement? So they, uh, you know, send you pretty colored brochures and put you up in a five-star hotel with gourmet food, literally. 
right next to where the uh, hospital is going to do that is uh, caring for you. So, you know, that's not something for everybody. And if if you want to, you know, have your care in, you know, Baltimore instead of Bombay, fine. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is there are uh, types of care. Germany has lots of ways of treating cancer that we do not. And so if somebody chooses to go to Germany, fine. We're, we're a very expensive healthcare nation because for one thing, a lot of um, the testing and trials for healthcare are done here and our consumers here bear the brunt of those research costs. And you might've heard how, um, you know, um, different prescription medicines are so much less expensive over, overseas but they were developed here. Why is that? Well, because the research costs, we have to bear them. The others don't. So another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. But it's, if you want to go across town for your doctor, fine. If you want to go across the state for the doctor, fine. If you want to go across the nation, fine. I mean, medical freedom is what we're about. Right. So you said you can go to any uh, doctor. So would this include like alternative medicine type? Mm-hmm. As long as they're licensed uh, mm-hmm. medical practitioners. So like uh, the doctor that I use is an integrative medicine mm-hmm. doctor, but he's yeah. an MD. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, there's a, a one in here in town that's an MP, a nurse practitioner, and she does mm-hmm. integrative, a naturopath. But mm-hmm. uh, let's use naturopaths and chiropractors as an example right here. So right. if you have a, a trauma or a medical necessity, Mm-hmm. Then you, and a, a naturopath or a chiropractor would be helpful for that. Then you may go to them, and that would be shareable. Okay. If it's just, uh, well, you know, I, I go see them once a month because it makes me feel better. Well, that's not shareable because it's not medically necessary. Mm-hmm. So we we try to stay on the um, the biblical model of a load and a burden. Mm-hmm. You know, individually, we ought to carry our own load. That's our preferences you know, just what we like, what helps, what we want to, and also what we can pay for, even if it is medically necessary. Mm -hmm. And then the burden is what an individual or an individual family cannot carry by themselves. And the body of Christ is supposed to help them with that. So Mm -hmm. using the, the, um, the program that I mentioned, the 149, 249, 349. Right. Within that, we have no upper limit. We have no annual limit and we have no per event limit. What we do is we start at the bottom, so to speak, and that has a $1,000 per event personal expense. So let's say a member uh, just goes for a, an annual wellness check to their doctor. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to be you know, $150 to $200. So that's not much. But the doctor there says, well, you know, since I'm kind of concerned, I want to run a full blood panel. So now you might be up to, um, you know, that might be $800. You're tapping right at $1,000. The blood panel comes back and it shows something else that concerns me. It says, well, I want you to go for this scan. Well, now you're definitely in the thousands. Uh, and then that is concerning and requires more diagnostic care, which then shows that there's some you know, type of uh, leukemia or type of cancer, which is going to go on for years. It is only that one single $1,000 per event because everything that flows from that is taken care of, is part of that one event. So it's not that each time somebody goes to a healthcare provider, it's another thousand. It's just that one time, 1,000. But because we have that, um, that bottom level, let's say, mm-hmm. 70% of all medical bills are under 1,000. So it's one other big reason why we can be affordable because most of the medical care, really people can budget for and take care of. It's not mm-hmm. a big deal. Sure. But the thing that's going to, you know, steal your lunch and take away your house. Those are the things that we worry about. Sure. That cause us stress. And mm-hmm. then we do need the rest of the body of Christ to help us with. So mechanically how that works. Yeah. Getting back to what I was mentioning 10 minutes ago, maybe 
on yeah. how does this work. Um, whenever anybody is a member of Share Healthcare, they automatically get a personal individual bank account at Line Bank in Bolivar, Missouri. It's a brick and mortar bank, has you know branches and all that, but it's also a digital on by online bank, uh, which that tongue twister is kind of why they renamed it Line Bank. It's it's a legal name is Farmer State Bank, which doesn't sound very modern. It's what? Farmers State Bank. Okay. So they did the DBA Line Bank when they went national online because it's much mm. more modern. <laughs> the bank you're you know, with a name like that, you figure they have been around since 1915. But they had the vision of having these healthcare sharing accounts. And they're the only bank in the nation that's been FDIC approved and Federal Reserve approved to have these individual bank accounts. And they also have a proprietary algorithm, which is kind of part of the purpose for having these individual bank accounts, that when somebody has a medical need, they their doctor sends or the hospital sends the bill into us. We call them up or write them and say, if we can um, send you this uh, payment for this $100,000 bill in 24 to 48 hours, how much of a discount will you give us? And they say, you know, it's a long pause because they don't really believe we could do that. Mm. And then they say, well, if you can do that, we'll, we'll take 35,000 cash. So we can just push a button and that computer algorithm moves the right amount of money from everybody's account into that person in need. And a check goes out from their account in their own name to their healthcare provider. And that is how it works, but also kind of why it works and why it works affordably. Uh, we have people who are extremely good at the, that bill negotiation. So we do have an average, I use the 100,000, 35,000 example, um, because that's really what our average is, is a 65% discount on all bills. Wow. wow. The, the person stays as a self-pay patient. We're just the facilitator. You know, we're not insurance. We just help them do these things with the tools that we have. Right. How did this get started? Well, healthcare sharing got started, I think, back in the Bible. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, the old order groups on Amish Mennonite, old German Baptist continued the within church and within fellowship group sharing and kind of uh, began to formalize it after World War II when a lot of the Anabaptists, Amish and Mennonite were coming back either from prison or from mm -hmm. the war, you know, prison if they were a conscientious objector and were put in jail, or the war if they were conscious and conscientious objector and went there as a medic or something. And they were coming back, had, you know, all the men were, had been gone. And so they were having these financial problems. So the association of the Anabaptists said, well, let's group together and help one another. Mm -hmm. So it began like that. And then in the eighties, uh, some folks that were lived in different Amish communities, but were the English uh, saw this working and thought, well, why don't we do that with general Christian denominations? Mm -hmm. So there had been a number of them doing that by the time the affordable care act was being theorized and lobbied for. Mm -hmm. And since that was a universal bill, that is, it applied to all people because of that individual mandate that was put into it. Right. They knew they had to have a conscientious objector clause. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they said, if there's a healthcare sharing ministry that's been in existence before 1999, shares in accordance with the religion is limited to people of the same religion um, and doesn't discriminate if people go from state to state and doesn't cut them off because they have medical need, you can, you can be exempt from the ACA. So that's how it began. You know, ours was share healthcare. Our forebears uh, mm -hmm. were the old German Baptist, which is uh -huh. not as well known as the Amish and Mennonite, but same, same root stock, let's say. Sure. So are there many other different uh, companies? And if so, what, uh, how is HealthShare different than uh, right. some of the right. others? Yeah. So when the Affordable Care Act was done and there had to be that individual mandate, they said for somebody to be free from the individual mandate, you have to be part of a, an approved or recognized healthcare sharing ministry. And then after the individual mandate was taken out, a number of states reimposed an individual mandate and said the same thing. Mm. So... 103 uh, 
entities had applied for and gotten recognition as healthcare sharing ministries with the Center for Medical Services. That's the one that you had to go say, Mother May I to. Mm-hmm. And um, of that 103, there's really very few, just a handful that are actually national and interdenominational. Most of the others, about 70 of them are those old German Baptists that I mentioned. You know, many of the others are small, still um, limited to Mennonite and Amish. Um, and there's, you know, Liberty Health Share, Samaritan Ministries, uh, 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 Christian Healthcare. There's a number of them that are, uh, inter- like I said, interdenominational. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Samaritan, for example, is a great one and, and creates a really good sense of community. Mm-hmm. Um, way, what, the way that share healthcare is distinguished from them, let's say, is mm-hmm. by that mechanism that I just mentioned, that uh, instead of you needing to go to your doctor and negotiate it yourself, we do. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody chooses to just talk to their doctor and do it, we're not going to stop them. Right. But it is easier and smoother for them just to hand over their share healthcare card and say, talk to them. Mm-hmm. And then the bill is done electronically. The sharing is done electronically. With uh, almost all of them, there's a long lag time between the time that the bill is, is uh, received by the healthcare sharing ministry and the time it's actually shared. Right. Mainly because of that lag in communication. You know, you have to send out. So the healthcare sharing ministry gets the bill from the hospital. Mm-hmm. They then have to send it back out to people who are going to share, who then send a check to the person in need, who then goes to the hospital. And that can be two, three months. With us, since everything's digital and online, it's, you know, pretty instant. As I mentioned, it's, it's 24. We can do it instantly. We mm-hmm. say 24 to 48 hours just because it takes a little while to move the paper on a desk. We have uh, the longest time it's taken us to share a bill from the time that we received the, the coded bill is what it's called. You know, that electronic bill right. is 17 days. That's the longest. How many? I'm sorry. 17 days. Okay. And the reason it's taken that long is because we normally had to wait for somebody on their end to talk to their mm-hmm. boss to see, can I give you this discount and then get back to us. Right. But uh, whether it's insurance or whether it's healthcare sharing, 17 days is lightning fast. Right, right. Yeah. And it's because we have this tool of the, the bank. That bank took about three to four years of getting approval from the FDIC and the Federal Reserve and the state bank regulators to get mm-hmm. approval to do this very radical thing. Right. Of having these small bank accounts and a lot of them in one bank, um, that bank had to have additional Every bank has to have a certain amount of uh, privacy experts within the bank, and they have to have a certain amount of people who are looking specifically for money laundering. Sure, right. And so because this was just brand new to all the regulators, they took a while to look at it. Mm-hmm. And they come out relatively frequently to the bank and re-audit and re-audit um, to make sure that this newborn concept to them mm-hmm. uh, is staying on track. So the likelihood of any other bank getting that is, is pretty low or right. any other bank wanting to do it because it, it, it's a fairly big burden on them. Mm. Um, but that's the big thing that distinguishes us, I think, is that speed of payment, the ease that it is for the uh, individual. Um, you know, they when you join, as I mentioned, you automatically get that bank account. And so when you are joining, you'll um, tell them how you want that funded. Do you want that to be a draw from your credit card every month? Or do you want that to be a draw from your home checking accounts every month? And so it goes into that. Um, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to send anything off every month. Um, if you want, you can just basically ignore the whole thing and it automatically will keep flowing. But what would be better is if you are engaged and you're praying. Um, what's all, always good is accountability. And so because it's your bank account, you can go into your bank. You can go into the Lime Bank account and look at what's ha- occurred with your account. Where's the money gone? What's it been used for? But then you can also go to the sharehealthcare.com website, hit the member portal, look at your individual account there, 
and you'll get more detail on what's occurred, where's the money gone, et cetera. You know, we're sort of hitting on inflation today. Mm-hmm. And if we think inflation is bad for us, it's been vastly worse for the impoverished of the world. And with share healthcare, $10 of every member's monthly amount goes to support the Soweto Academy, which is on the Kibera slum right outside of Nairobi, Kenya. And COVID hurt them terribly. We were helping them before COVID started. And they, it's, a, it's the only residential school in, on the Kibera slum. And the Kibera slum is supposedly one of the largest slums in Africa. Has mm-hmm. 600,000 uh, 600, to 2 million people on it. Well, why is there that wide a range of estimate? Because this is just a collection of houses built off of the dump. I mean, they don't do a census and they don't mm-hmm. know how many are living, how many are dying. So um, Chris Akumo, who's the pastor that runs this, had just had a calling on his heart to take care of it. So this school educates 500 kids. It has a residential high school for girls. They're building one for the boys too, but they they wanted to focus on teenage girls who are the most susceptible to forced marriages, trafficking, et cetera. And so that's why they have the residential school for girls. Wow. Um, and they feed 800 um, kids a day. So they feed kids who aren't in the school who just come by uh, and then they're helping them. So the surrounding um, area after COVID and because of the world inflation that's going on, there is literal starvation going on, but there's this oasis here at the Soweto Academy um, because of their prayers, because of the faithfulness of that pastor, Chris Kumo. Um, and, you know, we're, we're able to support them right now. We're right about 45% of their, their budget of, of what our group is able to do with our little $10 a month contributions. Wow. Uh, so it's in, in all ways, we're truly trying to share. And, and of course the school has a clinic as well that serves mm-hmm. not only the um, students there, mm-hmm. but people from the community that come to the clinic to get medical care. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so, uh, and with these bank accounts, are, is there local branches or would it all be done online? How is that? Work? It's uh, it's done online. The, mm-hmm. the bank is a Missouri bank and mm-hmm. primarily Western Missouri. And so I think it has five branches, I believe. Okay. So those are in, in that area. Right. Um, but uh, again, it, it does not require, after you've signed up, it doesn't require anything for you to do to mm-hmm. keep funding it each month. Right. And it doesn't require anything for you to do when the check is going out to your healthcare providers. Those are all automatic with that mm-hmm. algorithm, the process, we have the automatic check writing, et cetera. Right. Um, if some of the members do choose to also have a bank account at Line Bank and get the credit cards, I mean, it's a regular bank. Right, right. So um, they see how it works, they like what it does. And so they just decide, well, I have a bank account there. That's my regular bank account as well. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. So you were talking about offsetting uh, the inflation. And uh, I, I'm just curious how the math works out. Like how would that offset uh, a month's income? So let's just use, um, I don't know how many of your listeners are in California, but let's use mm-hmm. California's covered California care as an example. Sure. So a 29 year old um, with California care would have uh, a payment of two fifty seven a month if they're only a fifty thousand dollar a year income person because they they rate it by your age and they rate it by your income. Mm-hmm. So you know somebody with a okay income as a twenty nine year old healthy single person they're paying two fifty seven we're one forty nine but they also have a fairly significant out of pocket they would have an out of pocket up to well they have a forty seven hundred deductible so mm-hmm. that's you don't even you don't have anything until you had a 47 deductible and they have an out-of-pocket maximum of 8,700. So where's it? Or we're 149 and you're going to do a thousand dollars per event. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that. Now, if that person was a 49 year old, 
their payment will go up to 393. And if they're a uh, 59, it's 599. So we're much more affordable, even when you compare us to subsidized healthcare. Mm -hmm. And, you know, supposedly that was to help people who can't afford insurance. But California has an individual mandate still. And the average of that's right about $1,200 is the penalty for people who can't afford insurance. So uh, it, it, when you have government intervention, it does not help for, for any type of the market, whatever area of the market you're in. Um, you know, I can only imagine what the price of eggs would be if the government was the only one that was the egg producer. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned with, um, with just regular employer provided insurance across the nation, we're 80% of that cost. And even when you look at just the employer's part and the employee's part of that contribution, we are still under what that cost is. So, um, you know, small businesses are hit with the expense problem that they have of um, the inflation. Mm-hmm. So if it's a small business, they can assist their employees to be part of this. And the mm-hmm. ones who are a Christian, they can help with, with that, give them the same sort of um, payment that they would have if they were in this. So they aren't going to discriminate against Christian or non-Christian. But there's a lot of small employers. Can you say that again? How, how does that work? Okay. Well, right. We're, we're totally yeah. outside the tax laws, too. Right. So okay. an employer would not have a tax benefit to providing this to their employee. All right. Mm-hmm. Like they do have a tax benefit if they provide them insurance. Right. But right. what an employee, what a small business person could do is say, okay, I'm going to bonus you uh, $400 per month for you to do with, with healthcare. And if you want to be part of share healthcare, it'll be less than that. Mm-hmm. And we'll coordinate the, the sharing for you. And it still needs to be that individual employee would have an individual bank account, mm-hmm. but just the funder, would be the small business. Now it's good for both because it is much more affordable for the small mm-hmm. business. Right. But it's also good for the employee because they are the member, not the employer. Mm-hmm. So they aren't held as an indentured servant to their healthcare policy, right? They can go wherever they want because right. it is their membership. And if right. it looks like the it's time, you know, to move on or whatever, they can do that. Did that make sense? Yeah, it did. Um, but you were you were saying so, uh, like what happens with the uh, because it, it, so somebody couldn't choose. They can only choose if it's within the Christian faith, right? So what right. happens so here? You, if they, you might if have an employee have, uh, who's not who are, right. If they have ten people yeah. who are Christians, two aren't. Everybody's getting the four hundred dollars a month that the employer said, and they can use it for healthcare. Oh wow! It's just that the non-Christians are going to wind up stepping and seeing that. I can't find anything for 400. Right, right. Yeah, you know, for a family. Sure, sure. Wow. Wow. That that's great though. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, I don't know. Um and as yeah. there's as there's young couples, um, you know, it seems that our majority of our members are young couples, okay, and singles. So that just seems to be a lot of it. And then we have a lot that are older people who are single again or couples. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's empty nest at the early part and empty okay. nest at the end part that seems to be what we have a lot of. But right. if you're a, a, a young couple or a single that you're looking for a new home, you're going to be paying double to triple the interest rate that you would have if you had bought last year. So our new workers, our new families, our new couples coming in, yeah. It is so much more expensive for them. And yet we all have these, the same other expenses. We have healthcare ex- expenses. So sure. in that way, it helps them with budgeting too. Okay. Well, my, my housing cost has gone way up, mm-hmm. but I don't have to worry. I can still afford dealing with healthcare with this healthcare sharing, share healthcare and get the house that I, that I want. Wow. That's great. Yeah, no, it has definitely become much, much harder. Yeah. Um, it's right. I think uh, I hadn't looked at it today, but last week it was 7.23 for a 30 year mortgage. Wow. Right. I mean, it has, like I said, doubled or tripled in the last year. 
Yeah. Yes. And I, I think there's a whole lot of folks that aren't realizing how rapidly everything went up uh, because we're, we bought stuff before, you know, our, our car payment is based on a year or two ago. Our housing right. payment is based on five or six, seven years ago, or when we refinanced two or three years ago. And we don't realize what it's like for people just starting off now. Yeah, that's terrible. That's mm-hmm. terrible. Uh, do you do you foresee it increasing more? The inflation increasing more? Yeah. Um, well, I don't see more oil drilling. Right. In the U.S. is had been the world's largest oil producer. Right. We still have the world's largest reserves. And you know, a lot of folks don't know that. And yeah. when we stopped <laughs> drilling and we, when we cut back, that increased the costs of everything because everything has to be transported. Of uh, course. Gas prices have come down. And so people are thinking, okay, well, the oil prices are better. No, oil prices really aren't in terms of diesel and fuel oil. Gas prices have come down because people are budgeting with their accelerator foot. You know, they aren't making as many um, long drives. They aren't making as many short drives. I mean, they are choosing to drive less. There's Mm -hmm. an exact correlation between demand and the cost. There's been less demand for gasoline, and so the cost has gone down. Right. The same is not true for diesel. No. Gas has gone down a pretty good amount. Diesel has not because the trucks have to run. Right. And the same grade of uh, petroleum that becomes diesel is also fuel oil, which is used for literally fuel, for heating. We're going into winter. And we have a short, you know, there's only a 23 to 25 day supply of diesel. And it's it, that was... You know, that's early November um, estimate. And we're going into the cold months. Right. And particularly people in older homes, there's a lot of fuel oil. And the, the New England is lots of fuel oil. And those prices have not come down at all. They're, they're going up, doubling and tripling what they were last year. The, the average that, that I've read and that I've heard about for the average cost of fuel oil per month for a New Englander is $900 per month. Wow. Right. That's just their heating. They would have their electricity on top of that. Sure. Right. Sure. And then rents or mortgage or. Yeah. So I don't want to be, you know, my wife says I'm I'm Polly Edward, the male form of Pollyanna. So (laughs) I always want to be optimistic and we have hope at least in this area. Sure. And I would also like people to look at share healthcare as a model of what they can do elsewhere. Sure. Why can't a town or a community band together and buy oil themselves? Absolutely. They can. I mean, we have Southern states down here, which is not enormously less expensive than other gas stations, but it's a little less because it's a co-op. Wow. Right. That's that's Um, great. There's a a big homesteader movement going on where a lot of people co-op on garden uh, vegetables as well as beef as well as meat milk uh, mm-hmm. it might be more expensive than grocery store stuff because it's you know better produced etc or it might be less depending on how that particular one works mm-hmm. people can co-op in terms of uh education uh there's no reason when in any one of our areas of life we cannot do the same thing that we're doing with sheer health care uh, and so like I said, I want to inject hope into the conversation here. Yeah, thank you. And where did I get it from? From Christ. Mm-hmm. He tells us that we are the body of Christ to be acting out. You know, the thumb needs the arm, needs the leg, needs the brain, needs the ears, needs the eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we all can come together and, and work things out better than if we're trying to do it individually or only relying upon the world or the government to take care of us. We're, hasn't we're been having, working out so well. <laughs> no, we're having problems because we have uh, oligarchies and monopolies. Exactly. Uh, and it can be a commercial oligarchy or monopoly, or it can be a power oligarchy or monopoly. And Absolutely. the reason that um, we were so successful as an early nation is because we were a nation of, of uh, tradesmen, small shopkeepers, and farmers. You know, people right. individually had their own 
um, source of income and we're helping one another. And it, it seemed like economies of scale were good until the economies of scale began realizing, oh, we can just say it's this price and that price and we can manipulate this and that and the other. Now, I don't want to be too negative on that, but if you, if you look through scripture, concentration of power has never been a good thing. Nope. And, right. And, and God wanted us to be, uh, have the core unit of government be the marriage and then the family, yeah. and then the church, and then the community. And Absolutely. if you look through scripture, the bad guy always was the overarching government. Always. Yeah. And we just dealt with it the best we could, but survived because we were the church underneath it. So um, share healthcare is, I hope, a, a great source of hope for uh, people that it can be used for. Absolutely. I love that because I, I think people need to take control of the things they can't control. So right. share healthcare is a way that they can, you know, enhance their, their health and mitigate some of the financial burdens that they're incurring elsewhere and use it as inspiration, I hope, to start more of these type of cooperative uh, entities and work together and take reclaim sovereignty. I think that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that we're again citizens, not subjects. Exactly. And not uh yeah, exactly. Not feuds in the feudal system. So, so Courtney, you've given me a, a lot of time and I appreciate yeah. that I go through this, but you know, each individual has a different set of problems. Mm-hmm. So they might want to call uh, share healthcare and talk mm-hmm. to one of our people at our call center. So the um, easy phone number for that is 844-SHARE-HC. 844-SHARE-HC, or just go online. We have the, you know, the whole FAQ type thing there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sharehealthcare.com. So just remember our name, sharehealthcare.com, uh, or sharehealthcare, go to sharehealthcare.com, call mm-hmm. 1-844-SHARE-HC. The folks on the other end, you might get 20 minutes of bad music, or not 20 minutes, 20 seconds. Excuse me, pardon me. <laughs> we, we don't go yeah. over 20 seconds. <laughs> 20 um, seconds. Right. But you're going to then get a real live human who speaks with an American accent. Uh, Love it. <laughs> uh, we'll be able to help with any question that you might have. Fantastic. Well, I will post the the links and the number in the show notes. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Courtney, for the luxury of this time. You're welcome. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.